from CNU 23 in Dallas, this is the Strong Towns Podcast. Hey everybody, Chuck Marone back in Dallas at CNU 23. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Um, <laughs> what I, I think I'm on like podcast 12 right now. Uh, I'm about halfway through uh, this marathon of podcasting. But it's, it's awesome being able to shine a light on some of the, the great people that are here. Uh, my friends, people that I find to be very interesting. Uh, one of them that wasn't originally on the schedule, but I was able to fit in because of some other cancellations. And I'm so thankful uh, John Zimmerman, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, it's you're, a pleasure. You're one of the few people who have actually uh, visited Mecca, yeah. the Strong Towns Mecca in Brainerd. We did a podcast there. You've you've biked my city. I have. Yes. Uh, you've been there a couple times now. Yep. And uh, you actually met my wife and my kids, and mm-hmm. my, so I stayed at my house. You know, yeah. see my house and everything. So you're, oh, we played you're, games. We did play games. We had a game night. Yeah, yeah we did. That was so much fun. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm I'm happy that you're here. You, you made, I, I, I want to start out by mm-hmm. talking about the move you made. Uh, and we don't have to get into like all the whys, but I, I wanted people that you, you, you lived in Boulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you, you kind of lived in Hawaii too. Right. Now you've moved to like the hipster capital of the United States. Uh, what, what's going yeah. on in Austin and, and how are you liking this? Yeah, Austin, Texas, baby. Uh, yeah, Austin was um, a surprise move because it was just uh, a year ago. Uh, you and I were down in San Antonio um, you know, presenting at a conference uh, down that way. And yeah. then uh, we made our way uh, up the road to uh, San Marcos where you did a curbside chat there. And uh, that was my first visit to Austin. Really? And uh, it was wonderful. It was, it was a great opportunity to see Austin because it kept being mentioned as a place that I needed to go to on the Active Towns tour. Yeah. And, uh, you know, two years ago when we did our, our last podcast together up in Brainerd, um, you know, I was halfway through the summer uh, stretch, uh, you know, where I was on a, a 3000 mile, uh, tour around the upper Midwest. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Austin just kept coming up as being, Hey, you got to go to this place. You got to check it out. And so, uh, that weekend I had the opportunity to, to see Austin, um, and get a tour by bike, uh, all around the area. And, you know, at that time, I, I, I was able to actually learn about a, a, a job opening that, you know, my significant other, Laura Deerenfield, uh, ended up getting. And so yeah, yeah. she was hired by the city to take over the active transportation role for the city of, of Austin in the uh, Department of Transportation. And uh, so that was a big life change for us, uh, you know, packing everything up from, uh, from Hawaii. And uh, in November, we became Texans. Wow. Yeah. It, it's... Uh... Austin is such a interesting place, mm-hmm. and I mean, really, the people I know from Austin have largely been messed up in the head. I, I don't. <laughs> We're sitting next to Andrew Burleson, who grew, grew up in Austin, uh, you know. So you know, I, I I've always had like a, a poor impression of the place. No, I've I've yeah. I've met some really great people from Austin, but it is it is one of these uh, quite different places. Mm-hmm. 
with a lot of weird dynamics going on. I mean, we talked about, and you don't need to get, get into too much depth on this, but we talked about the price of a house you would have to buy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this is a, uh, a city with some really uh, dramatic dynamics in terms of housing and congestion and bikeability and uh, the, 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 the different kind of social demographics weighing on each other. What's that been like to kind of drop into the middle of that as as an outsider? Yeah. Because um, you're not a Texan, although right. maybe you're going to say you're a Texan now. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a fascinating place because there is such a magnetism and a, and a draw that, that Austin has. And um, in large part because, you know, I had heard so much about the city in terms of it being a desirable, high quality of life place, a place. A place of of activity and 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 a really healthy place um you know i've now that we're there i'm like i'm i'm like a kid in a candy store every single day i go out on the trail system i'm able to walk and bike all around uh you know the city uh because we did choose to live near downtown and it is getting better it is inherently a um walkable bikeable place and it's going to get so much better as time goes um, by. But it, it does have its challenges because it has sprawled outward um, a great deal. So out in the periphery, um, there's definitely some challenges. What are some of the things that you're working on now? Mm-hmm. You, you, you did the Active, strong, the Active Towns mm-hmm. tour. Yep. Uh, you, you are a, a, a really strong advocate for mm-hmm. communities that are, it, it inherently lead to active lifestyles. Talk a little bit about the journey you've been on and 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 what you're working on now. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I'm about halfway through the journey. I've uh, made it to 23 aren't, states. Aren't we all? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've made it to 23 states thus far and uh, visited over a hundred cities and um, really picking and choosing the cities based on recommendations. People will just you know send me a blog or you know or a, a note on Facebook and say, hey, you gotta get to this city. You gotta gotta check this place out. And you know, it's it's taken me all over the place. I mean, you know upstate New York, uh you know, all the way down to Miami to visit with Victor Dover and you know, all over the place. Uh and and and, and to reinforce, you know, that's that's where Austin hit my radar screen was, you know, people you know just kept mentioning that. But the, the key takeaway from all of this travel and all of the visiting all these places is I was able to start honing in on um, some metrics, some, some you know, key attributes. And I, I, I've coined them, or the, the name that I've given to them are activity assets. Okay. They're the, the types of, of the, and I, and I have the assets broken up into two, two categories, uh, hardware and software. So hardware is the built environment. It's the things that you can actually, you know, put on a GIS map and you can say, I have a trail here. I have a park here. I have a rec center here. You know, these are the types of things, the assets that, you know, that, that we can tangibly, you know, think about. And then the software, um, to, to the, the hardware is the, the policies and the, and, and the approach that the city has to, uh, certain things such as, you know, are they adopting a vision zero? Uh, policy are they you know doing their best to to make sure that when they build a, a street or redo a street are they taking into consideration all users can they do a better job about making a place a people friendly place like complete streets policy and, and things of that nature um, and, and you and I've talked 
about the pros and cons of, of complete streets policy oh, yeah. two years ago. Um, so the, you know that's one aspect of of the software, but you know it's also the rec programs and the encouragement uh, activities. And you and I had talked about you know two years ago about signature events and the things that draw people out to um, their environment, into their communities, and activate the hardware. Get yeah, yeah. get the the you know get that hardware really really working, so that you don't have one of those situations where you know the, they built it but they didn't come. Right. So. Right. How, how do you see uh, this conversation changing around this country? Because I mm-hmm. I, I, I sense that uh, you've got all these people out there talking about the obesity problem, <laughs> and it, this is a real problem. I mean, when you look at over time how society has changed. I mean, even Colorado, where you were from, mm-hmm. I think it was the last state to cross over the, the 20% or the 25% yeah. obese rate. Um, it, it, it hung down low for a long time, and then all of a sudden they crossed over, and, and you just see this, this nation, really, that has this huge epidemic. People are more and more aware of this. Mm-hmm. How do you see us responding or not responding mm-hmm. to this challenge that faces us. Do you, do you see some progress? I do. And, you know, some of the, the things, the trends that, I've, that I'm seeing that are actually quite um, positive is we're starting to have a more honest dialogue about um, our built environment, um, what our streets, you know, need to look like. You know, the, the streets being, uh, you know, one of the largest you know, percentages of, you know, our public space that we have that's, you know, part of the built environment. Um, and so it, it really does kind of, I, I view the world, in, in, when I look at those activity assets, I look at the world in terms of the stuff that's happening in and around the streets, uh, the street itself, the sidewalks, are there protected bike lanes, things of that nature. Um, but then I also you know, look at the world in terms of the activity assets that have nothing to do with streets, but have everything to do with, well, how... Um, how easy it is to get to the you know to those activity assets what's the distribution of those assets um is there connectivity to that those assets you know can a child be able to get to their little league park without having being driven to to that facility sure so there's a lot of interconnection and overlap and interlacing of the you know the on street situation and the off street situation that we have so the honest dialogue that i actually see happening right now is you know along the the lines of the themes that we, we've been seeing you know a, a, a common meme that that you know circulated just recently was the graphic of you know the number of fatalities that you see you know at 20 miles per hour versus 30 miles per hour versus 40 that's miles. That's a per really hour. powerful graphic. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's just because that's that's us start starting to have that that honest discussion about well if we're really serious about creating a people friendly environment. Um, and we we're talking about the streetscape. We have to get serious about slowing cars down. And I know you and I have, right. you know, you've, you've you know, spoken quite publicly about that as well. What, do you do you think that's going to happen? I mean, what what are the because the interesting thing is that when you when you talk to people, mm-hmm. they automatically agree. I mean, like almost reflexively agree mm-hmm. that we would be better off if we slowed cars down. And when I go out with the slow the cars campaign and I start talking to people about, you know, how we make this happen, they're like, oh yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't do it on the streets that I drive to work. Do it in the street in front of my house, but, but, but I, I don't want to have to slow down when I go to the grocery store. It, yeah. Is that a, 
natural human response? And is there a way to is there a way to deal with that? Yeah, it's it, it, a little bit of it is the the situation where nobody wants speeding in front of their house. Right. You know, they put this, the little red sign up of drive like your kid lives here. And so, um, yeah, I, I think we do have to, to, to get honest about understanding that, you know, that next block down is, is, is most likely in front of somebody's house. Um, you know, Main Street here in, uh, in Dallas, especially over in the Deep Ellum area, is a great example of, of where we've got, you know, an old-fashioned uh, two-way street with street parking, and we've got a revitalization of, you know, some of the businesses along in that area. And I ride my bike up and down that, that stretch frequently and very comfortably, and, um, and it is quite pleasant. And so I think there are positive signs that, yes, we can head in that direction um, because I think everybody can understand and relate to that, yeah, we really have no reason to be driving 30-plus miles per hour in a residential area or in a valued commercial area that we're trying to use as a platform for creating value and wealth within our, and prosperity within our communities. Right. Uh, you and I were in San Antonio together. Mm-hmm. You gave a talk. We both talked at the same conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to I talk a little bit about your talk, mm-hmm. but I also want to talk about first uh, about our just trip around San Antonio yeah. uh, on foot. Mm-hmm. I thought San Antonio, San Antonio has some of the, the greatest urbanism in North America. Mm-hmm. The Riverwalk is this mind-bogglingly amazing place right but as soon as you get two blocks off of that it's not only ordinary america it's bad america in most places Mm -hmm. but you took me to some neighborhoods that were spectacular yeah and we really enjoyed uh you know the the shade of the trees and and how it just it, it made the whole the whole neighborhood was just beautiful what is this uh, when when you go to a place and you look at a place, you even came to my hometown and said, "Boy, I really like it here. It's it's really bikeable." And I'm like, "Bikeable? This place is a dive. How can you you can't bike here?" And you're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you can bike all over the place." Yeah. What's it like seeing a place through your eyes? Yeah, it. I have a knack of uh, and an understanding um, that you have to get off of the arterials. You have to get into the the network. And especially if, a, if a, a city is older, it more than likely has a connected grid. And so once you do that, once you get into that environment, you're able to really discover some amazing gems of places. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, that little San Antonio neighborhood, I'm glad that I was able to convince you to, to you know, go that extra little uh, <laughs> little offshoot, um, you know, because you were not having it at the moment. But uh your I, I, your your stress level went down. Am I, am I really and you that smiled. obvious? Well, it was it was wonderful <laughs> though because it it brought a great deal of joy for me because it's one of the things that I I try to reinforce with folks is that there were no facilities there, there wasn't bike lanes. You right. know, it wasn't about any kind of massive sidewalks. What we had here was a street, a pleasant environment, a tree canopy as an activity asset, and. You know, and it was just, it was, it was very natural the way that it happened. Now, in the, and there's, there's all sorts of challenges that all, you know, all these communities have. But one of, again, to, to reinforce why I think it's so 
exciting what is kind of happening right now is we are starting to have that honest dialogue about, well, how do we create an environment that is really going to mean something in terms of getting people who aren't physically active to become physically active, and a big part of that is making an environment inviting welcoming and feel safe as well and i want to i, I want to give you a chance to clarify because sure. I, I i have to and we had this conversation last time we talked on the podcast mm-hmm. because active living there's a there's a certain uh triathlete active living right um the athletes yeah and yeah. and and really i've i'm, I'm 41 now mm-hmm. i told you i ran my first 5k last year yeah, right yeah I'm, i've got my running shoes i'm, I'm kind of yeah. out and i'm 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 doing a little more yeah. like intentional if we want to call it training although i'm not training for anything i'm just sure. I, I'm, I'm 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 out jogging i'm out doing stuff which five years ago i wasn't yeah. doing yeah back in 10 years ago maybe i was but the whole like okay but you're not talking about building cities for triathletes not You're talking about yeah. building cities that allow the normal average person mm-hmm. uh, just daily activity because that's the way the city's structured, right? Yeah, yeah, in, in large part. I, I, I look at activity, and, and, and that's one of the things that has happened over the last two years during this tour is I'm able to um, further refine the definition of, of what I'm talking about when I talk about activity. Yes, there is the programmed... Uh, thought about intentional workout, the exercise, the one that where you, you actually put on special clothing and you, you go out and you, you put on your running shoes and you go out and do that workout or you go out on your bike ride and you do that. And you're, that, that's very intentional and programmed. Um, but there's also that, that utilitarian of, you know, functional type of, of activity of, you know, hey, I'm going to walk to the grocery store. I'm going to walk to work. I'm going to, my kids are going to walk to school. Uh, you know, you're, you're able to get some physical activity in as part of your daily routine. Right. Um, and, and if we, you know, in both of those cases, um, the built environment is, is absolutely critical because if it's, it doesn't feel safe and, and inviting. Um, but I also realized that there's, there's also an additional, uh, you know, a couple of other types of activity. One is, you know, the, the hobbyist, um, you know, type of, of activity, the gardener, somebody who's getting some exertion in. They're, you know, maybe living a little bit closer to our upbringing, you yeah, know, yeah. On, on the, on the farm, on right. the ranch, you know, they're exactly. doing something. Um, and then there's also the meditative, uh, types of activity, the, the, you know, the, the stroll, that is, there's no function, there's no utilitarian purpose to it, but I'm going to go for a, a leisurely walk in my neighborhood with my children and with my wife and, and try to, you know, have some time, you know, in nature, things of that nature, or for some people it might be yoga um, or other types of, right. you know, relaxation and stress-reducing types of meditative activity. And then there's also another thing that uh, that is really bubbled up and emerged and doesn't really fit in any of these other things, and that's play. Play yeah. and recreation, yeah. you know, and, and it, and, and, Note, note to everybody out here in, in uh, the Strong Towns podcast world, it's okay as adults for you to play. You, yeah. can, you can actually jump Amen. in to do you know, some volleyball like we saw at the first location last night on the pub crawl. Yeah. It, was a, it was great. It was a sand volleyball bar. Right. It was awesome to see um, all these adults out there enjoying themselves. There's a social aspect to it, but then there's also a, a, a great deal of, of good exercise you know, without thinking about it. It doesn't feel like a burden. Right. Um, as someone who gives presentations all the time, 
uh, I've become really averse to uh, and maybe a little bit too sensitive to bad presentations. Yeah. Uh, I was at San Antonio. That was the first time I saw you give like a full presentation of, of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. I mean, it was really, really good. Thanks. Are you still doing that? Yeah, it, I, every chance I get. Um, in fact, I just spoke at the uh, annual meeting for the uh, CNU chapter for Central Texas last yeah. week, yeah. and uh, I did something special for for um, for uh, Austin, um, which is where the the meeting was held. Uh, they wanted to to get sort of a. a, a a status check on the the 10 different uh districts and so i went out with my bike and traveled around over a two-week period to each of the 10 different districts districts looking for um you know encouraging things as well as areas of opportunity and and challenges and so it was a fun uh, exercise for me to uh, go through because it it really forced me to get outside of my little walkable, bikeable bubble yeah. in the downtown area, yeah. and I, I got to to see some great things. And I'll just share with you one that was very encouraging. It was in uh, District Six, you know, way, way far away from from downtown, and they had a, a neighborhood that had just this wonderful little network of trails, um, off street network as well as uh, you know nice buffered bike lanes. Um, and I was just absolutely blown away by the number of bicycles locked up at the at the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school up in there. It was great to see awesome. you know kids walking and biking to school. Um, as a last thing, I, I, I want to, and, and if there's anything else we need to talk about, let me know. But sure. I, you've got the the fun run that you've been doing here at CNU. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk about that and and let people know when the next one is. Yeah, next one's tomorrow morning at, at seven a.m. So don't stay up partying uh, too late uh, tonight. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was great. We we um, ventured out to the Uptown uh, District, the State Thomas uh, neighborhood uh, this morning. We had about twenty five people there, so um, it was a great deal of fun. And tomorrow morning, Victor Dover and myself, uh, we will be. Uh, gosh, where are we heading? We're heading to Deep Ellum, so we're going to go check out a new neighborhood tomorrow. And then on Saturday afternoon, uh, we'll be leading a two, two and a half hour bike ride up uh, to uh, White Rock Lake. And uh, I think we're completely booked on that one, though. I think they uh, nice. they sold out on, on that that tour. So excellent. So that's what's going on here. And then you know, with within Active Towns, one of the things that we're really trying to do is okay, is what's next? Yeah. And um, one of the things that I've tried to do with all these activity assets is. Condense it down, get it into into a format where I can try to engage with cities. And it's something that you actually uh, mentioned to me when we were driving from San Antonio to San Marcos. And uh, I've turned it into something real. It's actually a national survey of active towns. So the inaugural active survey of active towns, it's a, it's a self-tool. So they can actually go through and, uh, you know, answer some questions. Uh, it's built based on a Likert scale, so they can rate their own city and, oh, okay, and, sure. and, and at least get the process started of thinking about uh, their cities in hopefully a fresh and, and, and different way. So. Yeah. Where can people go to do that? It is on the website. So, yeah, just go to activetowns.org, and you'll see the link right up there on the, on the website. Excellent. And people can get a hold yep. of you at that site as well? Absolutely. All right. John Sermon, thanks so much. Yeah. And uh, enjoy the rest of your CNU. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it.
They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Oh, Magnet City! I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit, Agenda 21. Yeah, 